Hey guys, Gigi here. Just wanted to give you a heads up before starting the episode that the quality is not the best because we recorded through an ice storm last night and then halfway through we had to stop and retake up today. So with all that being said, we do hope that you enjoy the episode and our apologies for the sound quality. Welcome back for another episode of Paranormal XL Podcast. Gigi here and of course Mama Mary's with me. We are trying to record over Skype today because we got hit with the ice apocalypse. So, well, that's what it was supposed to be. But, I mean, it's pretty shitty out, but not as bad as what they anticipated. But better safe than sorry. So we're drinking wine at separate places, and we're trying to make this work. So, with that being said, how was your week, Mama? It was a good week. <laughs> There's always the bumps in the road, but, you know. Life's what you make out of it anyway. So overall, it was good. For sure. How um, about yours? Um, The longest week ever. It was the first full week that I had to work since, like, November. So, of course, it drug ass. Like, Monday, 8.05 p- or a.m., I'm like, oh, my God, I've been here two hours already. Why isn't it Thursday at 4 p.m.? So <laughs> it was one of those kinds of weeks. Um, see, 2020 has been pretty amazing so far for the podcast, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Some awesome things. And like the interaction on Facebook has been totally insane. Actually, mind blowing for me, uh, trying to keep up with everything and whatnot. Um, social media does play a huge part in pretty much every part of marketing and anything that you're in. Um, but I've had a little time. I've made a little more time, I guess I should say, to pay attention to that and talk to our listeners and stuff. And it's been it's been great. Um, Yeah. And just some of the other things that we got coming up shortly in this year. Um, All of you listening are just beyond amazing because you guys are the reason that we feel so blessed. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, (laughs) without the listeners. We would just be, well, we'd still be talking, but it'd be be less fun. (laughs) Not into microphones. I know. (laughs) It's fun to know that people are in on our normal conversations that we have anyway. And Yeah, that is true. And then being able to learn so much more, at least for me, it's a lot of information I get from you anyway, but being able to also learn it on my own as well and then verify what I'm learning through you. It's just great. The whole, the podcast itself has been great for my journey and learning things how I think I'm supposed to be learning them, you know. And then, of course, you, you're like 99.9% my personal book anyway, so that other point one's just right here in this glass. Well, there's, there's wisdom that comes along with that, too. <laughs> the show. <laughs> so, again, thank you all that are listening thank you for all the support and keep supporting and we'll keep giving you good good product (laughs) (laughs) sounds like we're prostitutes i i know moving on (laughs) this next part is gonna be fun remember to tell your friends and family about the podcast not about us being prostitutes because we're not But remember to tell your friends and family about the podcast and write in your own stories as well. Again, we love to hear your guys' stories. And I think I said this, I don't know, months ago. Um, 
if you do write in your stories, try to make them through the email because it's easier for me to get access to them through the email. When you guys send them through the Paranormal XL Facebook page, things get lost in translation, and I don't get notified, I don't think, quite nearly enough. Maybe every three months a notification comes up, but then there's like 50 sitting in there that I didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. So, so email, I get that right away. So, yay. So anyway, so mama, why are you scrying? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> so th- this week we were going to, we were going to cover scrying and channeling, but I think we may push channeling to next week just because I do know there's a lot in there and Mama's got a lot to cover with that. I have a mm-hmm. lot to learn from Mama when it comes to that. So I think for learning purposes, we're going to go with that right now. And then we'll stick to scrying for this episode. And if you guys don't like it, I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. So Let's say from posting on the Facebook about scrying, there seems to be a rather high interest, which is super awesome. I know, or I knew, very minimal on scrying uh, until I started researching a course, but um, people and their thoughts about it. And to me, reading some of the comments and whatnot and going through the messages and um, email, it, it seems to be the same kind of reaction as we got with the Ouija board. People are scared of it. Um, comes to that fear base, you know, it's what we've been taught. But I learned something in the history of that as to why people are fear based on that. But we will get to that. Um, so, do you have any thoughts yet? That I'm just rambling. <laughs> no, I get it because when I um when I first researched it quite a few years back, the idea of scrying kind of scared me because you know, in a sense. In some of the ways you do it, you are conjuring a spirit. Right. But but then it's similar to channeling. That you're not really conjuring anything. You're you're opening up a way to connect with it. Right. So, so you can see what you're connecting with. Yeah. Essentially. Or I guess that's how I take it. Um, so with all that being said, Mama Mary and I are going to try our best to define what scrying is and answer any questions you may have on the topic. And if we don't hit something that you wanted to know on the topic, email us. We'll email you back or talk about it on the next podcast. Uh, you got anything else right now? <laughs> no. No, I'm okay. just waiting for you. Oh, yeah. You'll be waiting a long time because Sarah time <laughs> is way different from others. As you know from being my mom. That's all right. Like dad telling me that dinner's at one and it's actually at three and I show up at four. <laughs> there you go. That's about it. As long as I show up with wine, we're all right. That's right. <laughs> so scrying is also known as seeing or peeping um, hydromancy or crystal gazing. Um, it's defined on the good old Internet as foretell the future using a crystal ball or reflective object or surface. Now, before everybody, like, starts to lose their minds on the foretell the future part, keep listening because we'll get more into that. Again, this comes back to the whole Internet thing. You can't believe everything you read on the Internet. Take what you will type of thing. Um, This is, like I said, this is just what the Internet had told me what this is. 
Um, but after more research, I had learned differently on the whole telling the future thing. Scrying, like most mystical or occult practices um, or ways can be speculated on present time information. So therefore, it's not telling us the future. It will give us answers, per se, in a direction or messages from even guides or spirits that have crossed over. Now, is scrying just another way of channeling, right? Yeah, it's just a different way of doing it, whether, you know, you have like, I think it's called um, casting where I I did have a reading and his name was the call. He was called uh, the bone reader and he would throw bones out yeah. and he would he would give me the future or what I needed to know based on where the bones fell. That's a form of scrying. It's kind yeah, of just a way of telling it. it. Yeah. Tea leaves, drinking tea and then allowing it to dry at the bottom that's another yeah. way yeah it's just seeing where um where where energy imprints okay a good way to put it all right that makes sense um it is used to reveal through what is known as a second as second sight um second sight is used when we can't see th- when we can't see things or reach things through our five senses so essentially that's your third eye right second sight kind of this one no, the third eye is more like a sixth sense, where the okay. second sight is using a tool to give you information. Okay, give us information beyond what our five senses can take in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so while scrying, <laughs> you are ultimately accessing your unconscious mind. So again, when you go into scrying, you're almost... You're relaxed. It's almost in a meditative state, correct? I mean, I'll get more into that, but I'm asking questions as I think of them. That's what I do. (laughs) So is the earth round or flat? I'm kidding. Because it it depends on your perspective. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know, sorry, side note here, guys. Um, If you guys are listening and follow on the Facebook page, that picture that I posted from Hatchet Man Road, I held on to that picture. For a while, we went last weekend, and I was like, ah, ah. And I I actually was looking through the pictures and saw what I saw when we had got back home. But I held on to that because I was like, you know, it is. It's all in the eye of the beholder and how you see things or perceive things. Not everybody sees everything that that we do or we're not supposed to, not meant to. And I did that on purpose. Did you get a chance to see it? Mm -hmm. I did. That that Uh, little picture was cool. Yeah, and, and, you know, I... I sent it before I posted it. I sent it to a couple other uh, team leaders that I'm close with, you know, and just seeing what their thoughts were. And then I sent it a girl that I went to school with. She messaged on the group page when I posted it there about how she saw other things there and pointed out other things, which reminds me, I need to get with her so I can be like, Hey, I didn't know that you, you saw things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's going to be weird, a weird conversation. I haven't seen you in like 28 years, but hey, what's up? What's up? You see dead people. <laughs> Sweet. Now, that's what I'm trying to do, and you just get to do it. What the hell? No, <laughs> no, no I, I did that. Like I said, I, I posted that, and I posted the comment as I did just because I said some people are like, I don't see anything, and some people are like, yeah, I see something. And, and the difference, I'm, I'm starting to get, like, off track in my mind, so let me pull myself back in here. 
like with scrying, there's different kinds and not every kind's going to work for everybody. And some people just aren't meant to be scryers. It's what you tap into. Yeah. You know, you know, just like that picture. It's, it's sort of like the picture I had of all the Native Americans that I took in the woods. Most people mm-hmm. would just see woods, mm-hmm. but people who tap into that more see the Native Americans and the chief and the female and, and all the little kids. Right. It's, it's all what you tap into. I'll right. have to find that picture. Yeah, you will. It's, it's a sweet picture. It's yeah. on my other computer and that computer's broke, but I have to, oh. there has to be a way for me to retrieve it somehow. Is it just the screen that's broke? Or is the I think I think it's just the screen. The screen mm-hmm. finally gave out. See if there's a HDMI port to it. Mm-hmm. And then on that on JJ's Xbox, there should be a HDMI cord. Just plug it in, and then really? you'll be able to take your screen and put it on your TV or whatever you want. Yeah, and then you'll be we'll able to, to work it. That way. Hell's yeah! See, look what we got. I just helped you out because we got off track. See, this is <laughs> this is that's so awesome. That's spiritual intervention right there. Mhm. Mhm. That's how it works. We just works. channeled and and scried at the same time. That's right. Yeches. That's just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Drop the mic. That's right. I scry at least once a month. Just going around scrying. It's called Shark Week. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. Don't take offense to that to the scryers that are listening. I think this is a very um a very unique way and very interesting as well in the history behind it. Um but reasons someone would scry is for personal guidance, revelation, inspiration, divination. Some even scry as a means of relaxing. It helps them relax. It kind of takes them to that other realm where they can just let go of what we're facing here um each person would have their own reasons just like anything else that we do we you know Mm -hmm. we all have our own reasons for doing something um before i forget um it is super important just like again anything else that we do but in the spiritual world set your intent always yes always and just like you know when, when you're calling to your guides, like we talked about last week, using a Ouija board, uh, scrying is just like any of those other things. You need to set your intent. Um, that, that's just a huge thing in any part of life. Um, yeah. Well, you need to because if, if you don't set your intent, the spirit that you're trying to connect with and the universe isn't going to really know what you're um What you're after. Well, yeah, what you're trying to connect with or what kind of information you're trying to gain, you're just there. You have to right. give it a purpose. Intent right. is always it. The spiritual meaning I found on scrying or to be a scryer is crossing over to your unconscious mind, going to another plane. Scrying is the art of gazing into a dark mirror, water, or crystal and going beyond the physical eyes and letting the inner psychic eye, third eye, open and letting you receive visions and information. Just from learning what I have learned from doing all this since March, that made way more sense to me than, like, when you type in meaning of scrying, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this one I can understand. 
Like, I get this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound too far off. I'm like, okay, all these terms make sense. This makes complete sense to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I hope that the people that are listening that didn't maybe kind of knew what scrying was, but now you kind of understand what it's. I don't want to say that. A different kind of perspective of it. A different idea of what it is. Yeah. It's not it's not something evil. And connecting. No. Because when you, when you think about it too, I don't know, I always think about, you remember, um, like Robin Hood with, uh, Kevin Costner in it, the old one. Like, yeah. Not old, old, but, and, um, he goes, and the, the, the evil king goes up to the, the witch that he keeps in the tower and she, she throws the blood on the tray and the eyeballs and she takes her, her nasty fingernail and like rubs it around. <laughs> I always think about, but that was crying. But okay. in that in that sense, you look at it like it's evil, with the right. way they, you know, because people who do that are portrayed as batshit crazy or evil. Uh-huh. I think that's why you, you get that connection with it. And really, it's, it's it's something as simple as picking up a a pendulum. Yes, and, and well, talking to spirit. It's it's yeah, growing ruins. So many types of scrying, and we'll get into that. That, well, shit, I've been scrying since I was probably like two years old and didn't know it by cloud watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a type of scrying. Like, it's absolutely insane. And when I get into the list of the types of scrying that I have found, people are going to be like, wait, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it is. I, I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's crazy. But, like, um, when I was, when I was little, because, you know, doing the research, too, I see, you know, like, wax and mm-hmm. the dripping of wax and seeing where it falls. I used to do that with glue. Like, mm-hmm. it was weird, yeah. but I would I would take glue on certain things, and mm-hmm. I would I would move it around and wait for it to dry, and then I would look at it, and, like, ideas would come in. But it, yeah. never, con- it never connected in my head what, what I was doing, but I was obsessed with doing that for a long right. time. And researching, I, I realized... Yeah, looking back, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense that now. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. as weird as I thought. Yeah, uh, I probably am, but it's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I um, love me. That, excuse me, that's right. <laughs> Let's get to the history of scrying, and then we'll move on to the types. I do have a little bit of the history. Um, the term scrying was known to be first mentioned in 10th century in ancient. Persian text, um, I'm probably not going to say this right, but that's all right. Um, Shenemeh. I don't know. I've never heard you of have it on so your screen. Oh. Uh-uh. So, yeah. No. Man, I should have said it with more confidence. <laughs> so, when Christianity became in power, or more when that was on the rise, um, scrying was actually outlawed. And you guessed it, because it was deemed the work of the devil. Oh, of course. Because why not? Because they could well, not control yeah. it. And I can't, I got to stop getting into that spiel because I just make myself angry because, because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, in most of our uh, topics that we've covered, it, it does, it comes back to that, that rise of Christianity. And that's when things got outlawed. And that's when, you know, people, spiritual people got burned and, and drowned because they were witches. No, they were just natural people. Like, anyway, scrying over time is, has been used about like 
every culture's used it without knowing it. Like I just said, cloud watching, you know, silly uh, things like yeah. that, looking into the water. You, you know, you didn't so much set your intentions, so you're probably not going to get the messages back that you're supposed to, but that's what you're doing. So for them to outlaw that because it's the devil's just absurd. It is absurd. <laughs> um, it was used by Native Americans uh, in ways we will be discussing and all the Egyptians, which used oil gazing. Um, our ancestors would use the clouds to scry during the day and the moonlight and the puddles at night. Now, remember, before the Internet and cells and, like, so much technology, people would have to depend on messengers to deliver messages to loved ones if they were far away. So back when they would, um, back at that time, they would turn to scrying to check on their loved ones. That that was their way of getting messages, you know, whether it be that back or forth, just kind of seeing. Because uh, you got to remember, way back, like, in the 10th century and whatnot, spiritualism was huge like that's what we had that is what that it's natural it's all natural so it's been here since the beginning of time it it is the beginning of time and i think that's the whole point of ascension and and um and and discovering the spiritual truth and the and the real you know god code is to discover that the spiritualism is the beginning of of it all. Everybody threw in their own religions, and I think right. that's kind of like to keep beliefs going for what people connect with the most, because the whole point is to continue to have faith. Right. But just you know, you get lost and get lost in the mix. Yes. But we are we are literally multidimensional beings. We are meant to tap into different things to help us connect to those dimensions, and I think that there's different tools that tap us into different different dimensions you know one kind of divination tool is going to tap you into this channeling taps you into this you know scrying taps you into this it gives you a different dimension to connect with to find your answers because there's more than just one answer right there's more than just there's more to just the three-dimensional thinking so much right well wouldn't okay here's a question now wouldn't each person Let's say we all had the same question, but wouldn't we each have our own answer because the way we interpret it, right, or how we're supposed yes. to see the answer? Yeah. Why can't people understand that? But that's why people get hated because they, they don't see it the same way. We're not supposed to see everything the same way. Again, we would live in a boring-ass world, I think, if, if that was the way. Again, I'm the one on the fence completely, but I, I firmly believe this. Well, yeah, because it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like – stuck in that three-dimensional thinking where this is how you're raised and this is how you think and you know, this, this is the way it's going to be. But I think you're going to find that more and more people within this up, upcoming year, because we are moving into an ascension, an ascension <laughs> right now, there's like a full-blown awakening happening. People just don't mm -hmm. completely realize it. You know, more, you know, maybe they haven't tapped into it. They don't know what the meaning of it is. But you're going to find more and more people who are – interested and get into it deeper about spirituality and opening up and that there's more possibilities out there than just a basic religion of what you're supposed to believe in. Right. Right. What yeah, was I, laid out in front of us. There's more. Well, I, I'm finding it, you know, even, even at home where my kids have always, you know, taught me funny. Like yeah. even, 
even Andrew, he, he sat me down. He, he wanted to know what his, you know, his astrology sign was and the, and the rising sign and what it meant and, mm-hmm. you know, d- different things like, you, like what he said to me today. Oh, we were talking about the ice storm. And I said, you know, I, he goes, well, he goes, why do I get so excited when we get big storms like this? And I said, you know, I get excited too. I said, really? Because these storms are good for us, but because it clears out all of the old energy. All mm-hmm. the stagnant energy that's been sitting around, when you get a good storm in, whether it's a snowstorm or a big thunderstorm, it's exciting because it clears out the old energy and brings a new cycle. Right. It's a type of cleansing, right? Yeah. Okay. And then what, what did he say? He's like, he goes, so, he goes, is it me or is it like every kind of situation has like, even if it's a small one, a, a spiritual meaning? I said, Yes. Because that's that's what we are. We're spiritual beings, and if we tap into we tap into that idea that every situation has some kind of esoterical meaning, you know, whether we tap into scrying or channeling or any other kind of form, tarot cards, automatic writing, those all hold meaning for us. That we tap into a bigger meaning. We tap in, we tap into that that next dimension. And we get the the answers from our ancestors and our guides and our angels that we're supposed to have so that we can move forward and be stronger and be better. That's the whole point is to raise the vibration, ours and everybody else's. And you do that through these practices. That doesn't make it evil. Having a higher vibration of love is not evil. I'm sorry, but love is not evil. And these tools are here to teach us that love is everything. Fear does not exist. Fear comes from religions because they teach you to fear god he's not someone to be feared jesus didn't love everybody and try to teach love because you're supposed to be afraid of him i mean think about that he just wants you to love him back don't be afraid that's what we're supposed to do is just love Mm -hmm. that's the whole point see that's why i love you (laughs) see well i love you too But, you know, light feeds out the darkness. I mean, you have to have a balance. You have to have the yin and yang. You have to have, you have mm. to have the darkness. But because without the darkness, there is no light. But the light is everything. It's the life force right. energy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the whole point. Tap into these tools. And so the more you do, you tap into your higher self and you tap into why you're here. What the mm-hmm. whole point is, you know, even even if there was World War Three and the world came to an end, we'd just do another cycle and come back again. It's, right. It's the way it works. There is never an ending. Just a lesson. Right. Yeah. That'd be a huge lesson. I'm just saying. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> with, with all that being said. Good job. <laughs> now, Mama. That I, now that I'm done with my rant of preaching, <laughs> preaching my, I preaching love my shit. I loved it. Loved it. So recorded as the earliest use of scrying was um, with the crystal ball, of course, because I love my crystal ball. Sean went back to that, too. And whenever I hear the word crystal ball, I go back to the Wizard of Oz in the wizard. And when he's out in his little wagon and then (laughs) then I think of you and your gypsy wagon. And it's that movie. So the crystal ball, um, it was, like I said, recorded. The earliest use um, of scrying was with the crystal ball. It was by the Druids and the Scottish Highlanders. They called them stones of power. 
Crystal balls in the Middle Ages were considered precious and were meant to be passed on to each other, not just to, like, you know, go out to the store and buy one. They were supposed to be passed on by generation or mm-hmm. a loved one. Um, and then also Apache medicine men would use clear quartz to bring visions instead of the crystal ball. That makes sense. Well, the crystal mm-hmm. ball that I have was given to me by Bonnie. Okay. So, okay, let's get to the forms of scrying. Um, <clears throat> first, I have uh, wax, which is dripping hot wax into water, and then interpret the picture, image, or the words that form in the wax, which you said that earlier. You used to do that, but with glue, right? Yeah, you know, didn't realize it, but yeah, exactly that. How fun. <laughs> you didn't eat the glue ever? <laughs> No, but I really like to put it on my skin and let it dry and peel it off. I and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch uh, Billy Madison and he, his kindergarten teacher like had this obsession with glue? Yes. Yep. <laughs> that was always that was always fun. <laughs> so and the next one is cloud watching, of course, which we all do. Heck, I even well when I'm riding in a car, I cloud watch and always did that as a kid, not realizing. Hey, look, it's an elephant. And then my brother would be like, no, it's a dog. But that's exactly what we were doing. We were interpreting the the cloud shapes, and that's exactly what cloud scrying is. Yeah, exactly. I don't advise doing that while you're driving, so that is what I was going to say. But <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah, that, that's pretty smart to not do that. Focus, focus. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, the mirror, that seems to be a popular form, um, which is really the only way that I knew ahead of uh, re- recording, actually, is I was like, oh, it's in a mirror. And I was like, holy crap, there's all these other ways. But um, it's also called, I'm not even going to try it. And I do believe I said that already at one point. Mm. Okay, so the mirror scrying is taking a darkened mirror and relaxing your eyes and seeing images or scenes. Now, remember, through these ways, you need to be relaxed and detached from your conscious mind. Because I said so. No, because that's how it works. That's just how you're (laughs) going to relax enough to to reach that plane that you need to be at to get the scrying to work. Yeah, it's how you detach. Right. (laughs) These random silences. Yeah. Well, you know, with that, anything you do, just like meditation, you have to kind of detach from your mind in order to let, to allow yourself to channel message that's coming through that you're trying to see. Because if you have your own thoughts connected with it, you're not going to be able to discern, you know, what's coming through and what's yours and what the answers you're looking for. That's why I kind of try to have to clear out your mind and just focus on what you're doing versus like overthinking it. Because right, it's right. in our nature to overthink everything. That's for sure, especially as women. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, the next one's water, which, again, it's one of those things that more people do this probably than what they realize. But, again, I don't know if I would consider these times scrying because you didn't set an intent, intent to do that. But the water one would be where you gaze into the water, Um and I've learned through uh, all the research and whatnot and listening to other people, it's preferred that it be in a wooden bowl. And then that allows you to see 
images within the water that you're supposed to see. Well, the the wood makes sense because, you know, that's nature versus, you know, a metal bowl or a plastic bowl. It Right. Wood naturally vibrates energy. It's, it's right. what it's meant to do. And so that's why it absorbs things so easily, especially when you're creating something, you create it with wood because it absorbs that energy. So it makes sense that when you want to tap into the energy that's around you with the water and the earth, and that's what you would a lot of times use it for is the earth energy. You want to connect with some kind of earth energy to get your answers. You see what I'm saying? Where like if you wanted to connect with um angelic energy, you would you would go with more like air or fire, right. that kind of energy. It's it's all about the energy that you're trying to connect with will depend it'll define the tool that you choose to use. Everything's earth, air, water, fire. It's energy. And then the last part of that is spirit. So it depends. You use those elements to connect with the spirit that you're trying to draw in. That's kind of a a weird way of saying it. But, yeah, that makes sense why it would be the wood. Right. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And everything you just said makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another one's oil. Um, There's a couple different ways of oil scrying that has been done oil in a bowl or on the body um, or coating a plate or a cup with it. Uh, You would see the images and the light reflecting off the oil. Now that's interesting. I've never heard of that. So that's, yeah, that's kind of cool. It's kind of kinky too. I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah, the body thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird. Mm, But again, you think back to like the native Americans and whatnot, they they were saying that that's what they did as well as what, what, with the oil, or maybe that wasn't the Native Americans that I said that. And no, anyway, they used to do theirs with smoke a lot. Yes, with fire yeah. and smoke. They're very big into that. But I could see, you know, oil coming into play in some shape or form. You know, with the coating of with the coating of their deer skin and their hides yeah. and things like that. It's very interesting, uh, for sure. That the oil one, looking into that, like you just said, fire. It's said to be um, one of the most ancient forms, actually. It's gazing into the flames and seeing visions. Any flame will work for this, a candle, oil lamp, or a huge mom fire at that. Uh, again, that's one of those things that we've done this for a long I remember being a kid and sitting by the fire, and, you, and it takes you in. Like, you do lose your yeah, mind, like, not your mind, but all your other thoughts, and you kind of relax. I still do that when we sit out back here and we have a fire. And I know you and Dad have a lot of fires, and you just kind of sit there quietly and you look mm-hmm. at the flame just, and just stare at them. That there's oh, yeah. a beauty and, in that flame. Yeah, and this is where the idea comes from, where like the phoenix rising, because a lot of times you can look into the flames and you can see the phoenix rising in that fiery energy of you know coming down and you know crashing down to ashes and r- rising from the ashes. A lot of that's where that comes from, and just it's one of the first things they teach you too when you get into spirituality and you want to get into a trance-like state. They tell you to like burn a candle, turn mm-hmm. off all the lights, and just stare into that candle because yeah. that's where you start to open up. Because that, yeah. when you turn off the light, all you focus in is on that one single light. Right, right, and that makes complete sense. And for some reason, I know for myself that I'm not a pyromaniac by any means, but like when it comes to fire. Like I said, there's a beauty in it, but it draws my attention right to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's really cool to kind of think about because, you know, just us 
talking, sitting here, whatever. We don't think about that. But if you're to go back and any one of us, I, I think, you know, even if it, you haven't sat by a fire since you were a kid, but to think back and be like, wow, yeah, that really did pull my interest, not interest, but. It puts you into that trance-like state. Yeah. And, and you don't even realize it. Or at least I don't. Another one is the smoke. Uh, the smoke gives off the shapes. Um, and then you look for the spiritual messages or meanings within the, the smoke shapes. So wouldn't essentially that kind of be like the, um, the cloud scrying? In a sense, yep, yeah, just a different way of doing it. Yeah. Again, yeah, the, the smoke's always kind of cool to see. I don't know. Fire's kind of cool when you think about it. <laughs> In a non-threatening way. It is, way. actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a safe way. And I'm not trying to leap over the fire because you're drunk way, you know. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, here's a story. <laughs> uh, Sean's grandfather, he, I believe he was like in his 80s when he passed away. Now, what had happened, he always loves, always loved going and having a fire and sitting by it. Hence, you know, we always see Sean doing that, right? So his grandfather had a heart attack and then fell into the fire. And that's how oh. he died. Yeah. Isn't that's that weird? Kinda- yeah, yeah. And, and he lived a few days after the the wife at the time found him, and they said if he would have done one or the other, he probably would have survived. But having the heart attack and then trying to come back from those burns, both of those things, it's his just body, too much. too much. But Sean always said, you know, he's like, it is very, very sad. But at the same time, he died doing exactly what he loved to do. You know, that that was his relaxing time was you know, having a fire and watching the fire. And I know very odd, right? I, the first time he told me that, I'm like, uh, how do I respond to this? Yeah, there's a connection there, definitely. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I never told you that story. No, it's just a cool story, though. <laughs> it's, you know, you know, Sean being Sean and how you and I know him and then he telling me that. And I'm like, well, God, do I give him a hug or do I say it'll be all right? Because <laughs> that's what he always says. Or like, I didn't know how to react after he told me that. But then I said, you know, it makes sense as to why you like fire stuff, because he's got, like, awesome memories with that grandpa. I never got to meet his grandpa, but I'm assuming his grandfather was a lot like he is. Well, probably, more than likely, yeah. yeah. Very sweet, morbid kind of story there. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so next, of course, is the crystal, such as the crystal ball. You get into that second site and gaze into the crystal to get your messages or visions. Which we all like our crystal balls. They're pretty. I have a little one. You have a big one. They are pretty. They, I've never really, you know, gathered anything from that type, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that have. I guess it's just not my thing to tap into. Right. It's, you know, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've heard lots of people that I know, you know, in the spiritual world talk about their experiences that they've gained from trying to connect with the crystal ball. That, I, I think that's neat, and it comes into play, I think. Then um, the last one I got on the list is the eye. Uh, this seems to be a very less common form, but kind of cool when you think about it. Uh, people have referred to this way as soul gazing. It's done by looking into someone's eyes and seeing reflections in their eyes as your message. I know. that's That fascinates me because uh, I've only really heard about this recently, but mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's a good way to connect and bond with somebody, but yeah, 
I don't know if that would work. I would see it. I would see it as a way to um, connect with the other person's soul versus, yes. you know, getting information from the higher realm, so to speak. But it's right, interesting right. to say the least. Yeah, that's why I you see that portrayed in movies and whatnot, but movies are movies. But <laughs> it, it is kind of neat. I mean, I, I don't know. You do that with people that you care about anyway. You stare into their eyes or whatever. I personally probably wouldn't consider that a type of scrying. But like you said, looking into their soul. Yeah, I think it would be weird doing it with somebody that, like, you don't know very well. <laughs> It'd be kind of yeah. weird. I think it's interesting. I don't personally necessarily would consider that scrying. But what do I know? I'm just researcher. <laughs> So, with all that, do you have anything else to say on the whole scrying thing? Not really. Um, just the whole idea for anything you do, if you're going to scry it, it don't go into it fear-based. Go to go into it open-minded. You know, make sure that you prepare a sacred space for yourself, some place where you're going to be comfortable and uninterrupted. You know, cleanse the space, smudge it. You know, light some candles. And make sure you sit there, get all of your, you know, read read the steps because each of these, you know, ways has steps to take in order to do it. And then take the time to get comfortable and relax and get into that, that not necessarily a, like, you know, state, but where you're ready to open and be open to the messages. If you really want this to work, don't just go in there and sit with a bowl and, you know, drop stones in it, watch the ripples and wait. That's not how it works. You have to set yourself up spiritually first. You know, prepare the space, cleanse it, meditate a little bit, balance your energy so that you're ready to be open. If you really, if you really want to test it out, make it work. Take the proper steps. It's all about intent, like we said earlier. It's all about the intent that you set before you begin. That's how you're going to get the results. And kind of, <laughs> kind of touching on. <laughs> What Mama just said is, you know, remember to set your intentions always, no matter what you're doing. I and I know I know Mama does this, too, where, you know, when you first wake up, you set your intentions for the day even. So, oh, again, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just one of those things. Just remember to do that. Um, and if you do decide to try scrying, don't get discouraged if nothing happens the first few times. As anything, you have to learn and learn to kind of let go of your conscious self. Um you have to learn to relax and open up to all the possibilities that could come to you. Also, if you've never done it, research. It, I always say that research everything, especially if you're new to it. Um, even if you've, I guess, done it for a while, maybe they came up with new things, whatever. It doesn't hurt to re-research things, uh, you know, and then find the way that works for you. Not every way is going to work for everyone. You know, at, as Mama said, you know, the crystal that doesn't call to her. Uh, you know, there's just certain things you're going to call to you. Figure out which one kind of calls to you or interests you. Research that. Find out the way, just like Mama said, and, and try it, you know. Um, and, and don't be afraid of it, of course, like she also said. Don't be afraid of, of anything. Just don't. <laughs> uh, and, you know, <laughs> like I said, we've been scrying our whole lives, just not realizing it. You know, maybe not the full extent of what scrying is, but as far as acting out, like looking at the clouds or looking into the fire, the puddles that, you know, all that we've been doing all that. Now you can do it, but set intent and then you're actually going to be scrying. 
but yay. So with all that, you know, I did put out <laughs> on the Facebook um, the scrying and how people ask questions. And I got to talk to uh, Kyra Sees, and she, um, I'm going to read now what she had sent to me or our conversation because she is a scryer. She's also a media, but scrying really works for her. So I um, messaged her privately and asked if I could read the our conversation that we had. So this is what she has to say. <laughs> I was first introduced to it during a psychic development class I took. We used water, crystal balls, and mirrors. I tried the first two and had limited success. When we used the mirror, we went into a small room with a candle, light off to the side, and just black behind us. After a few minutes of looking into the mirror, I was amazed to see the image of a man behind me. It was very clear. I could describe him in detail. That experience got me hooked. I scry when I'm looking for answers for myself and when I'm making predictions. It helps me relax and focus. Because I'm a medium, I frequently see spirits when I scry, but I also see animals and scenes play out. I have to be in the right frame of mind and have the t- and have the time. Sometimes I lose track of time and be looking for an hour or longer. Specific experiences would be multiple spirits of the dead. Most are not anyone I knew in life. I believe one of them was my spirit guide, Sam. He shows up often when I'm scrying for myself. I'll ask him to come to confirm for me other senses of fire and natural disasters when I do predictions. And uh, I just wanted to, to thank Kyra, you know, so much for chatting with me about this and letting me be able to read that and her experiences, kind of what turned her into that. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. Oh. Yeah, she's definitely she's she's dead on with the the way she describes it. And you know, I I've, I've done that myself when you go into meditation and you actually are channeling. I've been in there for an hour to two hours without even realizing I was in there for that long. You just, you, you lose yourself in what you're, you're channeling. So right. that's an awesome story. Oh, for sure. Now, again, if you guys have any questions on scrying, um, email us, comment us, you know, paranormal at writeme.com. And also check out the website, www.paranormalxl.com. And I have listener mail too. I love getting the emails. And after having a rough week, this one made me smile. Um, <laughs> she's just so cute. And I just, oh, this is just wonderful. It says, OMG, I'm new to podcast. I came across yours yesterday. I love y'all's banter and phone stories. Your beliefs mirror my own. And I love hearing about all things paranormal. You cover everything. I listen to podcasts all day while at work. So I will be caught up with this one soon. Please keep up the awesome info and stories while being yourselves. Much love from Florida. Becky. Oh, that's a story. That's a nice write-in. I it, it is. And like I said, you know, when I do get the messages on Facebook and stuff, a lot of them are, are passed because it just doesn't come through. Uh, so if you do want to send us listener mail, email us. That way I know for sure that I'm going to get it. I, I love hearing stuff like that. And that kind of keeps us going, you know. So we want to thank all yeah. of our – yes. <laughs> we want to thank all of our listeners once again. We appreciate you all very much. Email us and let us know how we're doing. Also, check out the Facebook page and the interactive group. You have anything else to add, Mama, before we say our last sentence? <laughs> no, nope, I'm good. All right. Remember, don't yuck someone else's yum. Ever. 
Paranormal XL.